man. Right. Stella got has, his groove back. Who has no who has no <laughs> no family. Who has no family. And here he's this like man going, like, hey, it's better that you don't get married because yes. your whole family will leave you if you become a Christian. Bro, that was a hot mess. <laughs> That was so, a hot I don't know. I'm just alimony right now. I'm speaking out of my out of my. <laughs> I'm speaking out. I'm speaking out of my butt. Welcome to Biblical Lenses, a casual podcast about viewing the world through the lenses of the Bible. We release a fresh podcast every week, and before we get started, don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. I think. Um, okay, let's move on to the next one. Yep. Talk about life after death. We yeah. kind of mentioned this earlier. Uh, the Catholic Church has held to a teaching uh, and still does hold to a teaching of uh, such a thing as purgatory. Abraham's bosom. Now, I believe they are taking this from the idea of Abraham's bosom, which is mentioned briefly. <laughs> I know you just want to say bosom, you big nerd. Um <laughs> <laughs> but the the Trenton Creed does state, I constantly hold that there is a purgatory and that the souls therein detained are helped by the suffrages of the faithful, which means your family yeah. members and friends that pray for you, even though you're dead, that will help you through yep. this burning away of your sin and punishment until you get to paradise. Mm. That is found nowhere in scripture. Yeah. And again, this is where I'm like, literal teaching of Abraham's bosom? Mm-hmm. I don't know. That seems yeah. like a jacked up teaching of Abraham's yeah. bosom or misunderstanding of, of Yeah, I think a lot of Abraham's bosom can be can be read in many different facets. I think the important thing to recognize here is like we don't know what's going to happen, but I can certainly tell you that when Jesus says, "I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me." Yeah. I can definitely mean that definitely means that you can't pray somebody who is not accepted like Jesus into their heart as the mm-hmm. Lord and Savior into heaven. Yeah. So it's like, you know, whether or not you're able to pray somebody into purgatory as like a jail sentence, that's definitely not a thing. The Bible is very clear on that. And the Bible is pretty clear also that heaven and hell are literal places. So when we yeah. say literal, I mean like Jesus describes mm-hmm. heaven as the presence of God. There will be a new heaven, a new earth, a new yeah. Jerusalem, the whole deal. And that there is a literal place mm-hmm. uh, where unbelievers will go, weeping and gnashing of yeah. teeth, torment, so on and so forth. So it's not a metaphorical idea. It's not yeah. a temporary place in any way, shape, or form. So that's a that's a big difference. Yeah. Like when you when you talk about the topics of salvation and eternal like eternity. Yeah. Those are big differences yeah. between the two. Once again, it's like I I think it's important to not get hung up on the whole Abraham's bosom thing. Yeah. And it's just important to say, like, hey, I don't think look, anybody should get hung Jesus up. Jesus is the way, the truth, and life, and yeah. no one comes to the Father except through him. That's right. That's that's the deal. And yeah. that's you know, that's it. Like you stop talking about there. bosoms. Exactly. Start talking about Jesus. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. So, okay. Um <clears throat> all right. Next topic is Next topic. Am I penance. On the right topic? penance. Confessing yep. sins. Ooh, this is good. Specifically to a priest. This is good. Yeah. It's gonna be different. Yeah. Nolan, if you Ooh. have made a whoopsie in life, mm. must you seek out must you not do you want to must you seek out a pastor yes to confess that no i'm just joking no of course not no of course not don't you do it like in in the in the evangelical church you know we have some certain things called uh accountability partners sure it's important and this is where this is where i'm going to start off with the uh the the devil's advocate right away this is where we miss it Right. This is where we miss it in the evangelical church yes. because we just think like, oh, it's just between me and Jesus. Me and Jesus are best friends. Right. He, like he walks along the sand with me. So I'm sure. just going to tell him and I'm going to tell nobody else. Mm-hmm. And then 
30 years down the line, you've got an alcohol problem, you've got a pornography problem, I'm whatever. So Did you say he walks along the sand with Yeah, me? you ever seen that? Like, like you know, like, oh, it's just me and Jesus walk along the sand yeah, yeah, at the beach. No, no. And then, like, I when exactly I'm struggling, you meant. I Jesus just want, picks me up and it's only his footsteps. I just in the sand. wanted to clarify yeah. that you pulled in a cheesy I, 80s Christian it's a poster. Cheesy 80s Christian poster. Because you know what? It. You know what should be there? Yeah. It should be your feet, Jesus' feet, and like seven other brothers around you that are yeah. like, we're going to call you out. You're going to tell us yes. about what you got going on. And then we're going to kick your butt until yes. you start believing and following after. Now Jesus's we do commands. say that's healthy. Yeah, that's good. Yep. But we also say there is one mediator between God and man. That is First true. Timothy, it's, it's Jesus and him alone. Yep. So you don't have to. Now this could mm, just be semantics. Scripture says confess your sins one to another, it right? It does. Yeah. But it doesn't say that it has to be through the office of a pastor or a priest. It says confessing exactly. your sins. You yep. should, you're called to do that. But it doesn't say the person. And here's where it gets really sticky. Yeah. Are you ready? The reason that the Catholic Church. I'm, tr- I'm trying. I'm trying to be I on your side. Trying on, yep. I'm trying to be positive here. But the, the teaching of the Catholic Church is the reason that you confess to a priest is because they have the right to absolve sin. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> crash and burn for that's, me bro that's where we and this that's is the reason, brutal this is part of the reason why martin luther broke off from the church because they were saying oh you want to confess your sin oh you slept with another woman hey that's 15 pounds or what i don't know what the right currency you read the canterbury but, tale oh, tell you all you, about you know it. you you killed you know you killed a like a, i don't not that's killed whatever but like oh you lied you know like you did a little white lie well, that's one pound. And so it's like sure. they, they had this weighted measure of sin. Mm-hmm. And so if you did a bigger sin, sure. you know, hey, this is a bigger you know payment. But if you had a little sin, you know, it's like, so once again, you know, it's confession is great when you, in the Catholic church, confession is great because you are supposed to confess your sins. And so you confess your sins to, to one another. Um, but, uh, but, but. At the same time, like it's, it's, it's this idea that like priests can are the only ones that can save you. So you have to go to a priest and sit in the booth and say, forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. And they say, you know, say this many prayers. It's like, it's almost seen as a cheesy, like knockoff nowadays. Yeah, I have less of a problem with the teaching that you must confess sin and more with the delegated authority and power to absolve sin comes from the papacy or from the pope or from the 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 church and the magistrate itself that's a real problem to me i believe man and i encourage people you should be confessing sin of course you should be confessing your sin and repenting of your sin you know privately to the lord and also in relationship with other people you can trust if there's not somebody out there who loves you enough and knows you enough that they could blackmail you yeah you're you know with the information that you confess you probably you're probably not doing it right but it doesn't mean that it must be through a certain channel. So that's let's all I'll say talk about, about priests. Let's, because yeah. that's a big difference, yeah. right? Now, some would say it's not that much of a difference because they have priests, we have pastors. Mm, is yeah. that much of, is that a big difference? I mean, I would call a pastor a priest. I would call a priest a pastor. Well, I don't, okay. Listen, nobody has ever referred to me as Father Jesse. Father Jesse. Or they were talking to their priest, Jesse, it's, Father Jesse, please explain to us. Okay. Uh, there you go. Now, you there's break your it down? first one. Yeah. Here's your okay. first one, Father Jesse. <laughs> okay. Well, he, here's here's the real difference. We have okay. to lean on scripture, okay? Yeah. Uh, we do believe 
First uh, Timothy would say that there is an office of overseer, teacher, shepherd, yep. pastor, whatever you want to call it, and that's a high thing to yeah. to to you know want to be. There is such a thing as deacons or elders in the church. Mm-hmm. First Timothy says so. That's a great thing to aspire to yeah. be. But it also clearly says in Scripture in Hebrews four that that there's a great high priest, and that's Jesus and Jesus alone. Okay, okay. So we are not priest so to speak unless you want to go into the whole he's made us a royal priesthood a holy nation i'm not trying to go there but what i am saying is he has called us to be overseers shepherds and leaders of his church yeah the body of christ the church but at the end of the day even though i'm a pastor at our church jesus is the pastor of our church yeah he's the great high priest and so therefore he's who i encourage everybody to go to yeah that's the there's a difference yeah yeah and i I think like uh even within the uh the protestant church versus the catholic church now once again i haven't spent a lot of time my time uh in my life in the catholic church but like i see a lot of top-down leadership in catholic churches where it's like well you have the priest and then you have you know what the priest basically says to the congregation sure that's the structure and so it's like if the priest is believing in something different or weird or whatever Mm -hmm. he can say it to whoever he wants in the church yeah with our with our church you know with the evangelical church at least the way it should be structured is sure the pastor is there and then they uh, they uh submit to a board of elders or a board of you know bible believing you know people now there's different church government forms exactly and we won't necessarily need to get into that that. but i think it's important to realize like like typically the pastor will submit to a group of people and so it's like there's no one hierarchy of of structure yeah um there's no but, one hierarchy of structure but it's definitely very different from the catholic church's form of structure which says in their own writings only priests who have received the faculty of absolving from the authority of the church mm-hmm. can forgive sins in the name of christ yep. so there there's a whole structure and it is one of those three legs those three pillar yeah. legs of authority, which yep. is the magistrate, the church itself. Yeah. And there's a big difference there when it comes to priests and pastors. We believe yeah. that we are those that would lead people to the Lord. We would mm-hmm. point them to the Lord. We would try to teach them, equip them, train them, yeah. encourage them, and and do all that we can to encourage them in their pursuit of Jesus. Yeah. Whereas that's not necessarily the case on the other side. Yeah, I hear that. Right. Yeah. So the priests are an interesting topic because... I feel like when you talk earlier about like the literal kind of like pull a lot, like the Catholic church would actually trace the Pope. They would say Peter was the first Pope yep. of the Catholic, the universal church. Yeah. And there's nothing in history, nothing, nothing. in writing, nothing yeah. in the Bible that proves that Peter was a Pope. Now yeah. Jesus looked at Jesus. Peter and said, take care of my sheep, yeah. feed my sheep. He said, I gave you the keys to the kingdom. He said, you're the rock. I mean, I'll build my that church. Clearly Sean. says that clearly says that Peter was the, you know, the start of the, tr- no, Jesus did not say kidding. Peter. I'm just kidding. I want you to wear a funny hat. <laughs> Only you hear from me. Yeah. Nobody else does. Yeah. And, uh, stay celibate brother. Let's just talk stay about the fact. So. Celibate. I would want to be the Pope just to ride the Pope mobile. Well, I love the the public. Anyways, uh, I we're just getting off a tangent. Yeah. Um. So let's talk about the celibacy of priests. Um. Let me ask you this. Yeah. You're, you're a priest, Father Jesse. Um. You're married. You're married. I How am dare you? Happily married. You're supposed to be celibate. How have, dare you? I have two kids. Wow. I have a wonderful. You are clearly not celibate. I have a wonderful sir. emotional and physical relationship with my wife. <laughs> the Catholic Pardon Church me. just puked on you. Hey, and wow. and. Everybody at my church should be praying 
that my wife and I have a fantastic, fulfilled of course. relationship. Yeah. They should. Yep. So uh, obviously uh, most Catholics hold that priests should remain uh, unmarried, although in some Catholic rites, priests are allowed to marry mm-hmm. um, so that the priests can focus on the work of God. Now, obviously they're pulling this celibacy from um, the passage where Paul says, hey, it's better that you don't get married right. because you can do more ministry than if you do get married. But if you need to get married... You know, obviously recognize that your first your first commitment is to your marriage. Right. Um, and so that's where they pull most of this well, from. Well, they should also have read in context First Timothy chapter 4. It says the Spirit clearly says that in latter times, some will abandon the faith and follow deceiving spirits. Let's fast forward a little bit. Verse 3, they forbid people to marry mm-hmm. and order them to abstain mm-hmm. from certain foods, which God created to be received with thanksgiving yeah. by those who believe and know the truth. Here's the truth that I know. I'm better off with my wife because she's fantastic and she makes me less of a moron. Yep. So there's a lot of dudes wearing collars. (laughs) That's true. It could be less of a moron. That's all I'll say on the topic. Well, and you said moron. That's, that's hard. I will say this, like it is, it is, you will do a lot more ministry if you are not married. And I think we see that in like a lot of just young guys that are like, oh yeah, I'm going to go to, you know, I don't know, uh, Swahili or like uh, Swaziland or whatever. Like I'm going to go. Did you say Swaziland? Yeah, Swaziland. It's a real place. Swaziland? Yeah, Swaziland. I'm pretty sure it's a real place. We'll talk about this later, you Tiny little country in between South America. My um, geography's right. But it's like, going. you know, if you, it, like, you can just go wherever you want because you're not. And I will say, like, what's hard for me is I love to do ministry and it's always a battle between my, like, what I know is supposed to be my first ministry and then my flesh, which is like, no, it's more important that you do ministry elsewhere. And it's like, okay, you know, so I will say this, man, I could do a lot more ministry if I wasn't married. But what I also recognize is that, Man, it's so good to pour into my wife. It's so good to pour in my kid and know that like my kid, Titus, will one day do more ministry than I ever will. And here's the thing is like it's all considered good works. Yeah. It's all considered a gift from God and a good work, right? Mm-hmm. And to deny ourselves, like don't muzzle the ox while it's treading out. Yeah. Like, brother, like you should get paid a wage that you can live yeah. you should be able to marry you should not abstain from things that are healthy and good for you the lord yeah. said it's not good for man to be alone this doesn't mean that if you don't find a wife it's bad yeah. but god's saying clearly i made a helper fit for you yeah that's not a bad deal i think it's also important to look into context and like what paul is actually saying like right. you gotta realize like paul was probably married by this time it, like in in his jewish days he was married and then he converts to christianity Probably got divorced. Well, like, that's and his true. whole family left that's him. True. And so now we've had this. That's I'm not, a I'm not speaking topic. bad on top. That's I'm, a I'm not, topic. I'm not speaking bad on Paul, okay. but like let's just assume that he's a divorced man. Right. Stella who got has, his groove back. Who has no <laughs> who has no Stella no family. <laughs> who has no family. And here he's this like man going, like, hey, it's better that you don't get married because yes. your whole family will leave you if you become a Christian. Bro, that was a hot mess. <laughs> That was so, a hot mess. I don't know. I'm, I'm just alimony right now. I'm speaking out of my she out of my took 50% <laughs> I'm speaking of my out of <laughs> oh, no. 
I'm speaking out of my butt, but I have to say, like, Paul, Paul might be right, but at the same time, it's not like if you get nah. married today, you're not welcomed into into doing ministry. Nah, Paul's wrong. He's yeah. dumb. Um, oh, no. Okay, <laughs> no, we don't believe that at all. Hey, listen, I like Paul a lot, but listen, oh, I love my wife. Okay, okay. Uh, let's do the last one. Okay, let's yeah. let's talk about the view, the view of, of the Bible. The Bible. That's yep. a big one. Hey, uh, in Catholicism, the Catholic Church still. Uh, stands firm on this teaching, yeah. which would be the task of giving an authentic interpretation. I'm quoting this uh, from their documents mm-hmm. of the word of God, whether it's a written form or in the form of tradition has been entrusted to the living teaching of the office of the church alone. That means that the Pope gets to make sense of scripture. Yeah. So when he says, this is what this means, Never mind. I changed my mind, yeah. which has happened yeah. quite a bit, especially over the last 60 yeah. to 70 years. Translation of certain passages has changed. Yeah. And it's like, well, now that's rock solid. And it's yeah. like, well, you can't say it's rock mm-hmm. solid if you just changed it. Yeah. Really? Yep. So the the understanding and interpretation of scripture is not left to man. Yeah. Um, God means what he says and says what he means. That's what mm-hmm. Christians believe. Yeah. Right. And it's our job to uncover and understand what God means, yeah. not dictate what it means. Yeah, and I think like, uh, once again, being devil's advocate, I think the, mm-hmm. the hard thing that we have is as Christians, we a lot of times will then, if you don't agree with somebody, you will then break off into another denomination. And so that's why we had, you know, the Protestant Reformation. Sure. And then now, at, fast forward 2,000 years. Five kajillion denominations. A couple of, yeah, we have 5,000 denominations here right. in the United States. And it's because you will literally say, I don't agree with your theology on this. And instead of talking it out, I'm just going to go make my own. It's like, you know, and so I think the difference is one says, Hey, let's talk it out. And the other one says like, Hey, we're just going to split off. But I will agree with you in the fact that, you know, there's a lot of things that the evangelical church says like, no, we don't agree with the Catholic Church on this. Sure, but the Catholic Church says, "Well, the Pope said so, so therefore I know it's I true." I also want to play devil's advocate. Okay, at go the ahead. end of this episode, yeah. as we start getting close to landing, finally. This plane. Okay, hey, listen, gracious. I appreciate the Catholic Church's desire to keep the Church Catholic or mm-hmm. universal, to yep. keep everybody in one accordance to pursue God. I can see the value in that in that reasoning or in that pursuit. Mm-hmm. How, how glorious and great is it that we would all come under one roof and celebrate our, our Savior Christ Jesus? Yeah. And let's all agree we're going to do it in this way. But the only way that we're all going to agree is if you agree to come under the authority of this one universal Catholic Church. Yeah. Are we all good on that? Yes. Yeah. If we're all good, then we're all in accordance. And that way, when the Pope comes out and says something, everybody checks in mm. everybody's in uh, in agreement with yeah. that i get the value of that mm-hmm. but you have and and i feel like there's dangers on both sides yeah. like you just said right yeah. like you know you got evangelicals creating 5 trillion denominations so much so that now most people actually feel comfortable coming to a non-denominational church. Yeah. It's a growing thing where people yeah. are like, are you like, is it a denomination? Or, oh, non-denominational. Cool. Yeah. I'd like to come to that because it's a scary thing, right? But there's less checks and balances or or consistency across the board. Exactly. Yeah. And here's also like one thing that we as evangelicals have trouble with is we have trouble um, working together as separate churches. Exactly. Because we go, well, your theology is like a little weird. Yeah. You're more complementarian when it comes to women and church, and you're a little bit more this on the LGBTQ thing, and you're a little bit more this on that topic. Yeah. And so everybody's like, I can't get a girl. I just like my church. Yeah, I like exactly. my place. 
And that's not supposed to be what the body of Christ no, is. Not at all. But it's definitely not <clears throat> supposed to be top down, top down dictated by man. Of course not. Yeah. And so the, I, I, I see the qualms. Yeah. I understand. I'm just all that to be said. I understand the value in yeah. that. And I can see the good and, stuff there. And I think that's the main thing is like to realize like there's there's pros and cons to both. And the only way, this is the biggest thing that I, the, the main thing that I ever learned from Bible college is that people have different views. Yeah. And unless you're going to go out and talk to somebody about their views, do not say, do not make a broad statement about what their what their beliefs or what their religion will lead them to. Because mm. I've talked to some Catholics that say, nope, I don't think praying to Mary will help me earn my salvation. Yep. I, I, I don't do that. I don't think, yep. you know, idols, I don't think this and that. I believe in Jesus, but I also understand the importance of like being in the Catholic church, it's what I was grown up in. Sure. And I just love the, 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 you know, the tradition of it all. It's like, mm-hmm. Hey, that person's going to heaven. That person's going to meet Jesus. But then I've also met people that's like, I talk to them and like over, you know, even Protestants, I talk to them over time and it's just yeah. like, Oh yeah. Like, you know, I believe in, <clears throat> you know, Jesus, but I also think that like, you know, the Holy spirit is like more important. And it's like, you've missed it somewhere right. down the line. And so it's like, you got to talk to people about what they believe. You got to understand what they believe and why they believe it. And if you're not going to do that, don't like, not that you can't hate on somebody's religion, but you don't necessarily know what they believe until you actually sit down and say, Hey, like, let's, let's have I a think conversation. That's a fair, it, it's don't make assumptions. Like we read exactly. things, right? Here's, here's the unfortunate mm-hmm. truth, right? Um, like I'm a pastor at our church. Mm-hmm. Not everyone that goes to our church if I asked a hundred of them what their view is on scripture, I might get different answers. Exactly. Right now I would want all of them to Mm -hmm. believe, um, what the Bible says about it, but some of them are going to have deviating views. Um, similarly, I have to talk to each one of them as individuals. Yeah. And I, I also have to, which I think is something you kind of brought up there a little bit is like, I don't want to make issues that are not, quote unquote, salvific or salvation issue. I I just decided to use a big word. Um, You know, if it's not a salvation issue, I'm not going to nitpick about it. Yeah. Right. Like, okay. So like, do you believe in Abraham's bosom or in purgatory? I do. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Okay. We're playing a little role play here. Okay. This is a good role play. Do you believe in purgatory? Uh, You say yes. I go, I have to ask myself, is that a salvation issue? Right. But you may believe in purgatory, but you also tell me, but I believe the only way to heaven and to have a relationship with, with God is through Jesus yeah. Christ. He's the Come one on mediator. I celebrate him, love him and worship him and su- surrender my life to him. I go, okay. Yeah. I think you're a little confused over there. Yeah. Like I, I know really smart people that disagree with me theologically mm-hmm. in a lot of areas. I think they're wrong. Yeah. But they're my friends. Yeah. And, I just had one so, today. So yeah. like, I don't want to make gray issues black and white when they're not supposed to yeah. be and vice versa yeah so i i think that's important for us is to handle people on a case-by-case scenario we may have brought up things that the catholic church believes but we may also talk to somebody who's a a, a practicing worshiping catholic who doesn't maybe prescribe to some of those yep. things and so it's a case-by-case thing yeah. i think we got to talk to people once again though if you pres- if you prescribe to all of those things i would say Go go a little deeper. Like understand. Like I would say di- do some some research. Talk to some Protestants. But more importantly, open up the Bible 
and this is the one thing we didn't talk about is that sure. the Catholics have many other things added into the we Bible. We didn't talk about the, yeah, the canon. Like, I know we the, didn't talk about, we don't have the time, we ain't got the but time. it's like, you got to dig into the Bible and read what that scripture says and then place it against what you believe yeah. and say, Hey, is this true? Is this not? Because if, and if you don't believe in, you know, the words of the Bible and it's, it's you know, it's not going to line up. So, yeah. but that being Man, said, I wish we had more time. We could have talked about conspiracy theories oh. of the Catholic Church. Maybe that's what we'll do for the for the next podcast. Or the podcast down the future. I don't know. Conspiracy yeah. theories about the Catholic, but, uh, Catholic Church. But you know, hey, I I think if you, you may be out there and you may have clenched your butt cheeks, may have clenched as we talked about the Catholic Church. Maybe, possibly. Yeah. But just know that we really hope that this uh, this episode is received well yeah um, because we want people to just think through these topics exactly. of similarity and difference of contrast and comparison and we want you to be truth seekers that's what we want to be we want you to be um, and we would also appreciate it if you would uh, subscribe to the podcast because yeah. we do a podcast each and every week um, and we would love to hear your thoughts so you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Biblical Lenses you can find us on the website BiblicalLenses.com you'll find episodes show notes all sorts of stuff there we'll make sure we link up the article we were referencing in this episode uh, in that episode there on the website uh, but again subscribe leave us a little five star review and some feedback and uh, we would love to hear your thoughts we will talk to you later Dal spada na pachi, na